Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, January 25th. The fourth Thursday of the month, we spotlight Ottawa County government. And today, instead of looking at government from the Board of Commissioners, we turn our focus to the Ottawa County Community Action Agency. And Barbara Koenig and Megan Quantas of the, what is now called OCHA, is on the other side of our table this morning. Uh, for both Barbara and Megan, welcome back. We, you. you grace us with your presence. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I just want to make sure uh, that was Barbara. Megan was the first to speak up. But if you have a question for them, uh, they'll be happy to answer it. at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Before we go into some of the activities that Ocho will be doing, let us do a little bit of a primer. What exactly is the Ottawa County Community Action Agency? What does it do, and how does it benefit citizens in Ottawa County? So our mission um, is to reduce the effects of financial hardship by promoting self-sufficiency and empowering individuals and families to achieve economic independence. So we have four main focuses. Um, we do food, um, food assistance programs. We do utility assistance programs. We have some energy savings programs and um, some home rehab programs. This is a duh question. I would assume the responsibilities of OCHA have not only increased, but have also been more challenging over the last few years. Yes. <laughs> to both of those, yes. <laughs> In what ways? Um, funding is changing, um, and the abil availability of funding has changed, and we're seeing more need uh, just across the board for different uh, activities. Ottawa County, of course, has been growing in terms of population, which is good. Have more people around. Unfortunately, more people around means more people with needs. Correct. Definitely. <laughs> so how does the agency uh, address this? Um, does it uh, do more in terms of letting people know what they are? Or do you work with uh, maybe some frontline uh, organizations, some nonprofits that are in the front lines that say, hey, you you know, you you're, you're, you see the people with the sign saying we'll work for food, you know, they direct them to you guys, don't they? Right. Yeah, we do a lot of collaboration with all of the nonprofits, you know, because change um, funding is always changing and stuff like that. Um, it gets confusing of what we offer at one time. So we kind of always know who around can do what so that if someone comes to us with something that we can't help with at the time, we know who to send them to, who to connect them to. Um, and it, there's a huge network of um, nonprofits in the area that all work together really well to kind of make sure all the needs are met as best as possible. Pardon me if this is an ignorant question. It is one thing to note about needs in urban areas such as here in Holland, up in the Grand Haven area, uh, maybe Jenison, uh, because it's close, you know, it's proximity to Grand Rapids. 
but when you talk about rural areas, I'll just throw out names. Conklin, uh, the uh, 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 Fillmore Township, uh, down in Jamestown. You don't think about them having quote-unquote needs, but their needs there might be just the same or a little different, but just as challenging, isn't it? A hundred percent. We That's actually been one of our struggles um, over the last year, few years is it's easy to get information out in Holland or Grand Haven or even Jenison, but how do we reach like Coopersville or um, part of Nunica is in Ottawa County? How are we reaching those extended areas? Um, so we've been working to um, really try to expand the information that's getting out there so people understand what needs we can assist with. A question I pose to our, our friends over at Gateway Mission and Community Action House here in Holland, I'll pose it to both of you, is the fact that is part of the challenge in meeting the needs one of having people admit they need a need, uh, sort of park their pride on the shelf and step up saying, help. I think sometimes that is a, a, a challenge for people, especially who have never been in a position to have to ask for help. Um, I, I mean, speaking personally, I mean, asking for help is difficult. And, you know, when you're in a situation where, um, whether job loss or sickness, um, some people don't know where to start either. So, And I think to a certain extent, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the those who are hesitant about asking, afraid or, you know, embarrassed maybe, are more prevalent than a minority perhaps who try to take advantage of the system. It is the ones who try to take advantage of the system that paints a bad picture of those in need, isn't it? Yeah, we get that. We've had that question frequently, I think, <laughs> of, you know, um, how many people are coming, you know, frequently. And it's really rare that you see people that are maxing out, you know, what we're able to help them with. Um, it's one, maybe two times people just, you know, need to get back on that point where, you know, they're back on their feet again so they can kind of start from ground zero. Um, the challenge for that is, you know, we're completely grant funded. Um, so we, um, our entire agency is funded by state and federal grants, and then we do our one fundraiser. So if there's restrictions in a grant, sometimes it can it can take, you know, a time or two to some, get somebody back to that point where they can kind of take over and, and be self-sufficient again. If you have a question for Barbara Koenig, whom you just heard, or Megan Quantas of the Ottawa County Community Action Agency, They'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. One more primer question before we talk about some of the programs that uh, the agency is doing. Doing um, The spelling of the, uh, if you put the letters together, it's O-C-C-A-A. It is pronounced Ocha. Why now the emphasis on we are Ocha? not of the entire long name. Now, granted, you know, Ottawa County Community Action Agency <laughs> takes a little bit to say. Ocha goes off the tongue a lot quicker. Yes. But I don't think that's the real reason why that's become <laughs> more of the name now of the agency. It is not. So you already mentioned um, Community Action House, and we have very different programs. And the minute somebody hears Community Action, they're either thinking of us or they're thinking of 
Community Action House. And so we're trying to uh, differentiate ourselves so that people aren't passed around from agency to agency um, not remembering or not knowing you know, who they need to connect with for a particular resource. Keep in mind, OCHA does not run the Food Club and Opportunity Hub. That is Community Action House. Yes. That is correct, yes. Community Action Agency, you need to go to uh, uh, the James Street office here in Holland. Correct, yes. Over on James, just uh, east of US 31, yes. uh, just east of the shops of West Shore. Yes, it used to be known as West Shore Mall. 616-395-1450 if you have a question for Barbara Koenig and Megan Quantes. Coming up in the month of February, a very important event involving OCHA. And some might say, well, it's at the end of end of winter, and it probably maybe might be more effective in the beginning of winter. But explain what Walk for Warmth is and why is it sort of at the end of the winter season than maybe at the beginning. So it's actually in March. It's March 8th. Okay, and, so um, it's even later than I said. It is later <laughs> than you said. Um, we used to do it in February, and we pushed it out to March, um, hoping that the weather was a little bit more cooperative um, to encourage people to participate. And the reason we do it in winter is symbolic to remind people that when it's cold outside and people are struggling to pay their utilities, um, that can be detrimental to them. So we partnered with EV Construction last year. Um, which is on 6th Street here in downtown Holland. And they hosted our event last year, and they'll do that again this year. Um, and we have bonfires and snacks, food truck, um, all kinds of things planned. And um, it's just an opportunity to not only um, obviously request donations, but to encourage people to find out more about our agency. So it will be starting at the EV site, which is basically right across the street from Window on the Waterfront Park here. Correct, yes. And it's just walking around downtown or, 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 or what? So our goal, um, weather dependent, of course, is to go through Window on the Waterfront. Uh, we made that switch last year, and um, our participants really enjoyed getting to see that area of Holland who maybe don't um, get down here. Um, walking downtown can be difficult on a Friday or a Saturday because it's so busy, um, and we don't want to interfere with business, um, you know, that's occurring on a regular basis there. So, yeah, it starts at 6 o'clock and goes till 8, um, and we're calling it our glow walk. So we're encouraging people to wear, um, like, glow sticks and, and neon clothing, and we have a photo booth, um, just trying to make it a fun family event. And, again, it's uh, basically a, 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 a not only awareness of the need for those to help them pay their utility bills, most notably heat, but also electricity as well. But it's also a fundraiser. Correct. Yes. Yep. So um, businesses that want to sponsor, people that want to participate, um, we would welcome all types of participation. Um, the importance of the funds raised for Walk for Warmth is that it usually kind of extends our ability to help people that maybe it doesn't fall into a grant. Um, so... If, if a grant says that you can't make more than 200% of the federal poverty level, we might have somebody who's at 201%. And so this allows us to assist them, um, and it gives us a little more flexibility on the things that we can assist with. We have grants that are specific to helping with water sewer or maybe electric. Um, so this kind of extends out um, beyond either grants or car community partnerships that we have. Um, it's a two-mile walk, according to the website. <laughs> 
And uh, last year, according to the website, a little over almost eleven hundred, almost eleven thousand dollars was Correct. raised. Yep. And it helped uh, two hundred twenty-four families. How long has Walk for Warmth been going on in Ottawa County? Can you, you know, sort of guess? <laughs> Um, over 20 years, I'm yeah. Okay, so sure. it's not, yeah. this is not a first-time program. No, no, not at and all. And I know that in previous years, before UV sort of helped out a little bit, it was in Zealand. Yes. Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And we made the switch um, strictly because we, we serve a lot of people in the Holland area. And um, the ability to have kind of some inside and some outside space for our participants was important to us. And so we just kind of... Um, looked at some of the resources that we have and the connections we have, and we're able to connect with EV, and they've they've been a great sponsor for us. Dare I say, and I, well, a lot of times I'll dare say things I maybe you shouldn't, <laughs> but I will. Goal, $60,000. To me, that's a little ambitious. <laughs> we like to be ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important to have these funds, like we were saying Right now, we're pretty limited on the funds we have for our utility assistance. We're able to help Zealand BPW and Holland BPW customers through grants from those organizations. Um, but the other funds that we have to help with maybe SEMCO or Consumers Energy are extremely limited. Yeah. Um, any help from Grand Haven? Um, Grand Haven Board of Light and Power has a grant, but they run that through the Salvation Army. Okay. So, yes, they are assisting. They're just... Utilizing an, an agency that's closer to them. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, <laughs> the important thing is people getting the help. It doesn't yes. matter if it is mm-hmm. Famocha or, you know, the Red Kettle right. people or anybody. I mean, that's 100%, the important thing. Yes. yes. And that's something we've talked about a lot over the last probably three, four weeks is how can we make sure that we're not duplicating services so that all the needs can be met. Um, so we've been having conversations with Community Action House and Holland BPW and Zealand PBW to see how we can expand our and change our programs to do that. And, of course, you mentioned some of the other communities that, you know, let's put it this way, they could fall through the cracks. One community no, nobody talks about, Hudsonville. <laughs> uh, Mayor Mark, are you helping out? <laughs> I, 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 I I get along well with Mayor Mark Northup over in Hudsonville, so that's why I can uh, bring that out a little bit. But anyway, uh, Walk for Warmth is coming up on Friday, March the 8th, starting at 6 o'clock at the EV Construction Complex uh, over on 6th near College in downtown Holland. And for more information, we'll repeat the information at the end of our segment. Uh, 616-393-4433, 616-393-4433, and online at myottawa.org, and uh, there's links to this particular event. Now, this Walk for Warmth of event is really helping keep people warm, but that's that's only one utility that, let's just say, people need help. They need help paying their electric bill and Sometimes you gotta need help to pay the water bill too. <laughs> yes, correct. So yep. how does OCHA do that? Um, so we not have the water bill specifically, but just utility use assistance. Oh, gotcha. So we have different grants that we've gotten through state and federal sources to help pay for different um, utilities. Um, like I mentioned, Holland BPW and Zealand BPW do some um, grants directly with us, and then um, we have a grant through the state um, that we can pay for gas and electric. Um, those funds are really limited to this year. Um, 
So the walk for warmth allows us to pay for all of the utilities, gas, electric, water, whatever the need might be. Now, it's one thing to pay the utilities directly. You know, you got to pay for your gas. You got to pay for your electricity. Uh, but it's also part of what OCHA does is to help, especially those who are having their own, have to fend for their own selves in terms of having the roof over their heads, uh, make sure that their residents can be able to be as energy efficient as possible. That's correct. We have a weatherization program. Um, so our auditors would go out to a home and make an assessment of the items that need to be completed that would help make that home more energy efficient. So it could be adding insulation, um, caulking, air sealing. Um, they do an assessment of the furnace and water heater. And that can be as simple as a tune-up and as complicated as doing a replacement of those appliances. And then we have funds to do some minor home repairs. Um, that Those funds just came to us in the last two years. So we've been able to do things like maybe upgrade an electrical panel that's having issues or repair a roof. Um, so we're really thankful to have this kind of plethora of resources to use for that. And we are looking for homes to weatherize. Um, it's an income-qualified program, but you can own or rent your home. Um, it can be a, a stick-built home, a manufactured home. Um, we're looking for homes to weatherize. Um, we want to be able to spread these use resources to the best of our ability. If somebody's living in a stick-built home right now in winter, they're probably very cold. No, no, no. Actually, that's just when you said stick-built home, I was just thinking that way. No, no. It, it, that, that's uh, some another term. Governor Whitmer mentioned this in her State of the State address about the fact that a vast majority of homes, not only you know across the state, built before 1970. Yes. So there won't be, there, there's not a lack of homes that need weatherization. No, there's not. <laughs> nope. We're just trying to connect with them. And um, the biggest thing we're seeing over the last year is a lot of older homes need added insulation um, to help decrease those energy bills, which weatherization can decrease your bills between 15 and 30%, depending on what items need to be completed. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Megan Quantes and Barbara Conan, whom you just heard from OCHA, the Ottawa County Community Action Agency, 616-395-1450. As we mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation, uh, the Community Action Agency now wishing to go by the branding of OCHA so that they are not confused with Holland's Community Action House. Not only name can be somewhat confusing, but to a certain extent, this next subject can also be a little confusing because both of these entities are addressing people with food insecurity needs. Yeah. A lot of confusion also from that comes from we used to partner with them. Um, we did our food distributions at Community Action House. Um, when they switched to Food Club, we had to switch up our distribution. But we do have food assistance program, just not Food Club, which is a great resource. Um, but talk a little bit about what OCHA yes. is doing to deal with food insecurity. So we have two programs. Um, one is called the Emergency Food Assistance Program. Um, that we distribute the food from five pantries throughout the county. So there's one in Coopersville, Hudsonville, Holland, Zealand, and Grand Haven. Um, and a couple of them have a quarterly distribution, but all of them have the food available um, in their pantries year round. So um, it's called the emergency food assistance program. So if you need help, you contact them for that emergency food. You have to go by their, their times that they're open, obviously, but if you let them know you're looking for TFAP food, 
um, that gets you, you know, lets them know what you're there for. Um, our other program is called CSFP, the Commodity Supplemental Food Program. And that is for residents that are 60 years and older, and they fall um, at or below 130% of the federal poverty line. And it's basically grocery boxes delivered to their home. Um, we don't deliver to Coopersville yet, still working on those resources, but everywhere else in the county, we partner with DoorDash and deliver the boxes right to their homes. Um, it used to be a drive through where all the seniors would have to come out to a place, pick up their 30-pound boxes, and bring them home. Um, and we had a lot of people that struggled with that. Um, so when this opportunity came to deliver to everybody, we jumped on it. Our program is growing. Um, we're actually almost at capacity. So there's a chance I'll have to start making a wait list soon. But um, groceries, 30-pound boxes of groceries delivered right to the home. Therefore, leads me, Megan, to ask, first of all, how can people sign up for this particular program? Um through our website, there is an application linked right on our page um, in the food security program. Um, you can apply right online or you can call the office and we can work do the application over the phone. Um, I know not everybody in that age group is technologically advanced. So Now that number is 616-393-4433. Correct. 616-393-4433 and that's through the James Street office of the Community Action Agency, or OCHA. Yes. Uh, and, of course, again, the website, and I have it right in front of me. It says Commodity Supplemental Food Program. Leads me to another question, Megan. Mm -hmm. With food prices, like everything else, going up by inflation, how has that impacted OCHA's ability to handle this program? Because you get grants. Nice to have the grant money, but... Grant money that may have been able to pay for X plus Y two years ago now barely pays X. <laughs> yes. Um, we So our food is directly through the USDA. It's a USDA program. It's a national program. Um, and they fund the food okay. themselves. Like so. it's, it all is self-contained within this grant. Um, but we've seen a huge increase in the amount of people looking for need especially since like July when those extra food benefits kind of dropped off for everybody. It's just the, my numbers have been going up and up and up. Yeah. I had six applications in the last week when I used to have six applications in three months. Yeah. So it's, yeah. we're reaching capacity pretty quick. For more information on not only the Commodity Supplemental food, Supplemental food Program, but Walk for Warmth, Authorization Assistance, Utility Assistance, or more with the Ottawa County Community Action Agency. Online, myottawa.org forward slash community forward slash CAA. And, on, and the phone number, and I'll repeat this one, 616-393-4433, 616-393-4433. Barbara Koenig, Megan Qantas from OCHA. Ladies, thank you thank for you. passing thank you. the word about on. We wish you well on the Walk for Warmth in March, and we look forward to chatting with you again later on in 2024. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Megan and Barbara with OCHA on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.